Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Welcome in. It is the pregame show here on VSIN. Happy to be with you on the final Saturday of June. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas, as always, live in Den- Denver. James, always you always look sharp. Whenever, whenever I tune on, whenever you're on with, with Pritch and now with me, uh, you're always looking sharp there in Colorado, James. Jeff, good morning to you, and I will say in the same to you, my friend. Look at this guy here. <laughs> I see you on my quad box right here. Sharp as ever, my friend. Great to be on with you. Let's get after it for Saturday action. Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, by the way, just uh, full disclosure on plays right out of the gate for me. I uh, took Denmark to win in regulation in this soccer game that's starting right at the top of the hour. So that is a bet right out of the gate. So, uh, James, by the time uh, we're off the air in a few hours, if Denmark loses, you can at least uh, get on me for that. So there you go. Well. Uh, we got to make sure we keep you focused as we go through the oh, show because be- I know how it is. We got action going on. It's start to get, especially here. I got a lot of TVs in my in my command center as well, and so we'll keep each other on track as we go through the show. Not worried about it. We'll be we'll be all good uh, there. Uh, James, let's just dive right in. 
Milwaukee won by a lot last night against Atlanta, covering the closing eight-and-a-half-point spread with ease. 125-91, your final game goes under the total. Pretty rough beat on the total, honestly, when you get a buck twenty-five from the Bucks and still can't get there on the 226 series. Now tied at one, and James, with that result last night, the Milwaukee Bucks now enter today as the favorites to win the NBA championship yet again after falling behind Phoenix. Milwaukee now plus 120, Suns now plus 160, Clippers at 6-1, to one, and Hawks at 12-1. to one. Overnight line, the Bucks laying four tomorrow against Atlanta in Game 3, James. Jeff, you mentioned the total, and that's where I went yesterday. I was tempted to take that eight and a half with the Hawks, but I stayed away from that. This smelled Good a little work. fishy after w- game one, but I went with the total, and unfortunately, I went to the overside. I had two, two and a quarter, and that obviously did not get in. Milwaukee did their part. It was the Atlanta side, and Trey Young in particular, and more so, I think, the defense that we saw out of Milwaukee of how they were, what were the adjustments going to look like for the Bucks it, from game one to game two? Now, number one, it was pick up some intensity for one, so they they got after it more defensively, but there was more switching and also just more physical. And I think that really bothered Trey Young in that first half. And that's all that game was, was just a, was two quarters because that, once you got to that second half, it was clearly a one-way street in favor of the Bucks. But as far as the series price and to win the NBA championship, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. I don't want to overreact to just one game of what we saw from the Bucks because I think that was Clearly a great game out of Milwaukee, but I don't think that's indicative of how this series is going to continue, although obviously I think the Bucs will win the series. The Bucs, uh, of course, uh, were all the way down. Uh, that price after game one was kind of surprising where the Westgate opened at James. They opened at minus 150 and then immediately was bet up to minus $2. And now after winning uh, this uh, game last night, Milwaukee up to minus 360, minus 350 consensus on the board to win this series against Atlanta. Uh, I I agree with you. I still think they're going to win this series pretty comfortably when it's all said and done. The more intriguing series now is a game tonight that we'll talk about momentarily as you're listening to the pregame show here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas, live in Colorado, as he always is in Denver. James, let's go right in. Uh, let's go to uh, tonight's game, and then we'll work our way back a little bit more on some exactas in the Hawks and the Bucks. Game four, Phoenix and the Clippers. Right now, the Suns leading two games to one at Ben MGM, minus 500 on that series price for Phoenix, plus 375 on the Clippers. James, right now, Phoenix are laying a point against the Clippers tonight. The one thing that stands out, though, this is a low total in comparison to where we've been in this series, 218.5. And, And James, I think that move is correct just because we have not seen high possession games so far through three games in this series especially with Chris Ball now back in the lineup. And we know with his pace, he is going to control the pace and play at the pace that he wants to roll through the offense. And he's going to be more of a half court style of point guard. And that's really, really excel, spread the floor, bring the ball screen to him and get into the middle of the paint, that foul line area, that free throw line extended. And whether he's shooting those, those step back pull-ups there and, or getting his teammates involved, that's the pace that he wants to play at. So yeah, I agree where that total sits and the number continues to 
moved down. I see some 218s out here in Colorado, Jeff. So makes sense to me from that standpoint. I'm I'm not I haven't gotten involved in this game. I haven't bet the series at all. I've just been kind of zigzagging here with the with these games as they've gone, and I've taken the Clippers both in Game One and Game Two. Uh, I stayed away from Game Three because I wasn't really sure number one what it was going to look like for Chris Paul coming back. Yeah, he had some rest, so his legs would be there. But from a from a game speed standpoint, and you get to the Western Conference Finals Game Three, you know that speed of the game and the intensity uh, coming from that Clippers side was going to be there. And I think it took Chris Paul a little while to get himself acclimated, did not shoot the ball very well. The other concern that I had was Devin Booker's status. And yeah, he was going to get out there and play, rightfully so, and he did, but did not shoot the ball well, wearing that mask, all the, he got to take a number of shots for them to reset his nose. So he's just in a, you know, physically very uncomfortable. And then also on the other side, the Clippers did their absolute best when you're talking about Patrick Beverly getting up into Booker to make him uncomfortable as well. So I think there was just too many factors for me with with some of the injuries there of going into that game three for the Suns. You knew you were going to get a desperate effort out of the Clippers in that game three. Now, fast forward to tonight, game four, Jeff. Uh, thinking about Chris Paul, all right, are the legs back now? He's going to get back up to speed with the game. Is Booker, how comfortable is Booker wearing that mask? And he has to shoot better than what he did in game three. Also, Cameron Payne went down with that ink ankle injury in the first quarter did not come back. He only played four minutes in that game. We saw how crucial he was to the Suns in those first two games, in particular game two at home. So right now, I haven't played the game. I think the only way I'm probably going to go is look at some of the props that we'll get to later in the show, as well as looking at the under in this matchup. So you mentioned campaign going down, James. You would not normally think that campaign going down would be such a big deal. But for the way that this series has gone, where he had a huge impact, obviously, in game two, a big reason why Phoenix won that game. And with Chris Paul coming out of COVID protocol, even if Chris Paul says he's all right, look, he hadn't been on a cordon in a little over a week leading into that into that game. And for me, at least in game three, why I like the Clippers, and of course, I naturally didn't bet them. And what did they do? They destroy Phoenix in the second half and win that game comfortably was I didn't like the factor of Chris Paul coming back and not being, again, working his way back to 100% after having to sit out because of the COVID protocols. And also, too, I didn't think the Clippers would get swept. And Game 3 is usually the game that you see teams end up winning uh, if they're not going to get swept. I, James, I kind of like the Clippers tonight a little bit. Just the way this series has gone, their one fluky play at the end of Game 2 from actually being up two games to one in this series. So I, I like the Clippers tonight to win the total. The total's tough because once you bring the total this far back, James, it's a little tough for me to go under, even though that would be the only side I would play in this game at 218.5. Just because, again, when you're playing you got to look at possessions. That's really how you base your totals. And a game with 90-some-odd possessions on each side, that's a pretty slow game in this age in the NBA. And it's hard to even get to 220 points in a 90-possession game. Part of the reason you got into the 230s in Game 1 is what are you going to do? The Clippers made 23-pointers in Game 1. Phoenix shot over 50% for the majority of the game. So, of course, you're going to have a better chance of going over that. But, James, as you and I both know, that doesn't happen very often where a team makes 23s or a team shoots over 50% for three and a half quarters. 
Absolutely not. And then thinking about Chris Paul not being in the game for those first two matchups in Phoenix, there was going to be a faster pace from the, from the rest of the players. And Devin Booker was sensational in that game one. And then really Cameron Payne. And then the, the great baseline out of bounds play that was called by Monty Williams to seal the deal there with less than a second to go in game two uh, to put them in that spot and have the lead in the series. I think here so much on the line. I mean, this is... The, the Suns are two wins away from going to the finals, and the Clippers got themselves back into the series and three games away from going to the NBA finals. And I think this is where so much on the line here, you're going to value the ball more. You're going to be more apt to, to run longer sets, deeper into the shot clock, and making sure that you're getting better shots, passing up good shots for great shots. And I think with Chris Paul out there on the floor facilitating, they're not going to be rushing the offense. He understands where he, he's the veteran on that team. He's the leader on that team and is the clear facilitator of their offense and I think with Paul coming back it's indicative of what happened there in game three now obviously did not shoot the ball well I, I suspect we're going to see a much better game out of Chris Paul shooting the ball now he got some of the shots that he wanted he loves to live around that free throw line extended like we talked about he had a number of those shots they just didn't go in I think tonight if he's able to continue to create that uh, I think that's where he's going to be able to live again is make but then this time making those shots that Denver series that sweep of the Denver Nuggets he was sensational each and every one of those games. And I think now we've completely moved on from the fact that he had that shoulder injury way back against the Lakers in game one. So looking for a much better effort out of Chris Paul. I'm really on the fence with which way to go with this game here. And usually when I'm on the fence, Jeff, I'll just jump off the fence and completely stay away. It's, uh, that's the smart way to do it there, James. If you don't love something, don't don't bet it. There's no reason to force the action. And as, look, as our good friend Vinny Maliula has always said, James, if you don't like it, don't play it. We have plenty of options for you uh, to play in all these games. And, of course, we'll look at the props a little later. Uh, those markets may be a little bit better for this one tonight as opposed to the traditional sense. Uh, James, just series exactas real quick here. Uh, the Suns to win this series in five. We can't do Suns in four anymore. Sorry, uh, guy in the crowd at Denver. Uh, plus 220 on Phoenix to win in five. Phoenix in six is plus 260. Phoenix in seven, plus 325. Clippers in six, nine to one. Clippers in seven, six to one. Uh, of course, the series price, uh, the Clippers uh, about plus 350 if you want to take a shot on them to just win in any fashion, James. Uh, is there any number that pops out to you in these series exactas on this Western Conference final? I think if anything, I'm looking at the Suns in seven plus three and a quarter. Just okay. go like this. This series just smells like it's going to go seven games. And for the Clippers, they're still the Suns still have home court advantage. So yeah, they lost the other day and did not shoot the ball well with their two stars and Paul and Devin Booker. But they still have the home court advantage, and it is definitely advantage there for the Suns when they are in Phoenix. We've seen that crowd. It is a very energized crowd, and it really that that, that young Suns team. Aside from uh, aside from Chris Paul, the youth on that team really feeds off of that crowd and the energy and the confidence that it builds for that team. So it's still going to have to be the Clippers are going to have to go on the road and win. Now, is it going to be in game five? Typically, if we go seven games, I usually favor the home team in, in most sports in a game seven matchup. And in this case here, it just, it just smells like this is going to go seven games, which would mean we'd probably get a Clippers win tonight. And if that's the case, now we've got a three game series and with the three 
three-game series, and the Suns having two of those games at home. I just don't know right now without Kawhi Leonard. Don't suspect he's going to be back for this playoff series at all and be done for the play. You know, done for the remainder of the year. I think he's got that ACL injury. So, with that said, three-game series that the Clippers can win tonight. That might be where that that might be where I get into this series here. I haven't got a series bet, like I said, Jeff. But if I'm looking at it, I just don't know if the Clippers have what have enough without Kawhi Leonard on that team, especially in that fourth quarter to take those big championship shots to be able to go and win in Phoenix. So that might be the way I go. Phoenix to win in seven games plus three and a quarter. So if you made me play this, I would agree with you. There'd be two things I would do here. It'd either be Phoenix in seven or Clippers in seven. I'm with you, James. I think this is going seven games. And again, the Clippers are one fluky all-time play at the end of game number two from leading the series two games to one right now. So I wouldn't – that Clippers – those Clippers prices, I, I think you're pretty fortunate to even have a shot at going after one of those. I also kind of like the, the Clippers on the series price over $3, James. So, I, I, again, I'm not certain the Clippers win this series. I still lean Phoenix to winning this series. But as you know, James, sometimes you just take a price – like you do with the Clippers, again, I'm surprised it's as high as it is. At plus 335, I'm surprised that you're seeing prices like that still on the Clippers to win this series, especially when they've come back 0-2 down in both of the first two series, James. Yeah, and thinking of the Clippers where it sits, I see three and a quarter, so it can yeah. even be that. Now, you're making two bets here, and I just I don't see the Suns being able to go. They're not going to win in five, and I don't see them being able to go back and close out in Los Angeles. It just feels like if the Suns are going to win this series, it's going to be at home in Game 7, and they take full advantage of having that home court advantage, and that's why they did what they did throughout the playoffs. And here, yeah, if you took the Clippers plus 325 just to win the series, wherever that is, and you have the Suns plus 325 to win in seven which i again i just feel like this is it just smells like a seven game series to me now yeah you're gonna lose one of those but you put yourself in a position if it does get to seven games you've got plus two and a quarter no matter what james let's uh, shift over to the eastern conference finals game number three tomorrow night the bucks uh they took it to atlanta last night 125 91 series tied at one Right now, Milwaukee's about a four-point favorite consensus in game number three on the road at Atlanta. Total up to two, or excuse me, down a point to 224 after going under uh, a night ago, thanks to Atlanta only scoring 91 points. Uh, Milwaukee up to a $4 favorite in some spots to win this series, plus 310 on Atlanta. James, I'll ask you this. Which series have we uh, of these two teams that they were involved in earlier in this playoffs, which trajectory do you more likely see? The Milwaukee against Miami trajectory, where I know Milwaukee swept that series, but didn't really show up in game one, uh, but was clearly the better team throughout. They stole game one, even though they didn't have it and ended up sweeping. Uh, would be five or six in that scenario. Or Atlanta stealing game one on the road in Philadelphia against a superior team and finding a way to at least make this a long series and a hard series for Milwaukee. Which, which trajectory do you think is more likely here? 
I think the latter of what you said here, I'm not ready just to throw in the towel on the Hawks after one bad game. And and the, it was clearly Milwaukee brought the effort on the defensive side and really flustered Trey Young and eight turnovers in the first half, nine overall. But I think here, what was pretty glaring is when Trey Young is not going, there's nobody else on that Atlanta Hawks team that can create a shot, not only for themselves, but for their teammates. Everything rolls and feeds off of Trey Young and so much of that comes off of that penetration into kind of similar to Chris Paul getting around to the mid that free throw line area whether he's shooting those teardrops those floaters pulling one of their bigs out the, the opponent's bigs to throw those lobs up to Capella and or Collins I think that's where Collins is gonna really have to be the one to help shoulder some of the playmaking ability it can't just always be on Trey Young to have to facilitate the entire offense now getting back home different scenario I don't I, I don't think we're gonna to see I think I think Atlanta, I, I, I hate to say that maybe they felt good about where they were knowing that they have that they won the first game and at worst they've got a split to go back home and home court now goes through the Hawks. But uh, because it's, it's you're just a few games away from the finals, three wins away and you're into the finals, but it is still a very young team outside of a couple bench players that come off for Atlanta with Gallo and Lou Williams. It's a very young team. So I think there's growing pains and learning, learning lessons that they're going to have. But we've seen them bounce back. And just thinking about how they played against Philadelphia and some of the deficits that they faced against the Sixers, Sixers in the last round. And yeah, definitely uh, a whole new matchup when you're talking about the Bucks here. But this is a team, Atlanta, that I don't think is just going to be happy that they've made it this far. I still think Trey Young is a very special player, and he'll come out and have a much better performance, much better energy, much better effort, and much more confidence when they get back home to Atlanta tomorrow. I'm really interested to see how Trey Young's point prop is adjusted a little bit, James. I'm curious because we saw 30 and a half for game two. I'm curious if it comes back a little bit to uh, obviously 28 and a half went way over in game one. I, I'm interested to see if that's adjusted back to the 29 and a half. Uh, so Trey would obviously just have to get an even 30 in order to get over his point total. Uh, James, quickly here, uh, exact results. Uh, Bucks and five plus 240. Bucks and six plus 250. Bucks and seven, three to one. And then you get the fun numbers on Atlanta. 22 to one if the Hawks win the next three and win in five. Eight to one in Atlanta in six. And then Atlanta in seven plus 750. Anything there, James? I don't think so. I think at this point, I'm not vested into this series. It's too big a price for me to lay. You're sitting here at $4 for the Bucks just to win it, regardless of the adjusted price. And the, the key is, can they can Atlanta win a game at home in these next two games, either three or four? And, and I think they can. I think Trey Young, again, this is a, a kid that I'm not going to overreact just on one game that we saw last night. And really, it was just a half. And clearly, Milwaukee just completely dominated that first half. And we did not see the Atlanta Hawks show up in that second half either. I don't want to overreact just because of what we saw last night in that dominant performance by the Bucks, because the Bucks still are one of those teams that uh, and now going on the road. It's just not a team that I fully trust. Think about getting through the Nets. Yeah, they were able to win that game seven at home, but that was clearly a beat up, banged up Brooklyn Nets team. I, I look for a much better effort out of the Hawks, maybe somewhere in six, but I'm not going to get involved with this series price. He's James Salinas. I'm Jeff Parles. It is the pregame show on VEASAN. And of course, Brought to you by Odds Traders. Uh, do you love live in-game action? Then download the free Odds Trader app right now. Start winning with up-to-the-second info you need with Odds Traders. Coming up next, here on the pregame show, Chris Andrews joins us.
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.
It is the pregame show here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas, live in Denver, as he always is for this program. And now with us, it's one of the best in the business, of course, the uh, the the head honcho here behind us at the South Point. It's our guy, Chris Andrews, with us right now. Chris, how you doing on a nice Saturday morning? Oh, I'm doing great, Jeff. How about you, my friend? Uh, I'm good. It's It's great to talk to you, as always. And as is a busy Saturday, much busier than usual at this point of the year uh, because of, obviously, the the late pushback of the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs. So a heavy card on a Saturday. What is getting bet by the uh, by the public here today at the, at the South Point? Well, probably the feature event for the day right now is uh, Suns and Clippers. Uh, it goes a little later. It goes at 6 o'clock. Pretty, pretty evenly bet. At this point, we're still at the Suns one. I see a lot of pick'em showing up. I have a feeling we're going to wind up getting there, but we're going to take a bet before we do. Uh, but that's uh, that's getting a lot of action, and you know, no big surprise there. We had pretty good action on the uh, soccer this morning. Uh, I know we got another game a little later, and then actually a full baseball schedule. So, uh, and uh, right now everybody's kind of anticipating uh, the next hockey game, which will be in a couple of days. So uh, that should be a lot of fun too. Chris, thinking about the NBA playoffs, our final four, in a sense, with the conference finals going down. Don't know if these were the final four teams that we thought were going to be there to start the season for sure. And maybe the playoffs started. Just curious, you guys there at the South Point, with these four remaining teams, uh, where is your biggest liability, not only through the series, but to actually win the NBA finals? Well, there's no question the Hawks are the biggest liability, both for the conference and uh, for the overall championship, uh, you know, there's a group one around town, you know, and they, they, listen, I give them credit. They, they caught on before the rest of us did when Nate McMillan became the coach, uh, you know, Atlanta went from a team that had some nice young players and some talent into a really viable NBA championship candidate. And uh, they bet everybody in town, everybody I've talked to is kind of in the same boat we are. We're we definitely sweating the Hawks. Now, we also had a fairly big bet on the Suns to win the conference. So, uh, you know, we definitely got our sweat <laughs> uh, cut out for us here and as we approach the Final Four. But, you know, what are you going to do? You take the bets and, you know, the chips fall where they may. And hopefully eh, they fall on our side of the table plenty of the time. But uh, we definitely have some sweat going this year. Chris Andrews with us right now here on the pregame show. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, Chris. Stanley Cup final is set. Well, we kind of expected Tampa could be there. We did not expect Montreal to be there pre this postseason. Uh, the, the Lightning right now, Chris, uh, minus 260 here at your shop. Uh, the Canadiens at plus 220. I would imagine that the early action for the series price, at least, has been on the Habs. Oh yeah, we we opened uh, two seventy two thirty. So we took one bet, we moved down one unit. But you know, I, I mean, I could see why. But you know, Jeff, I was on yesterday on my guys, and uh, we were talking about this Canadian. I mean, they, I think they won twenty four games during the regular season. You know, something like that. I mean, what happened to them in the playoffs? I'm really not sure. But when they were they were down three one to Toronto. And I really thought Toronto would be the representative out of that conference. But they, you know, turned on the Jets, and Carey Price has been out of his mind. 
And uh, I mean, listen, this, hey, I don't know if it takes a miracle, but it takes Carey Price to just keep playing the way he is. They, they're, they could definitely upset Tampa Bay, who has way more talent on four lines, way more. But this Canadians team right now, they, you know, they have four lines to play hard. Only one line, I think, that really can give them a scoring punch. But you don't need much scoring punch the way Carey Price is playing. Chris Andrews with us right now. Thinking about baseball, it's summer now. We're about halfway through the Major League Baseball season. Oh, sorry, did I lose you guys? Chris Andrews with us. I'm still here. Chris, we got you. Chris Andrews with us right now here on the pregame show uh, here on a Saturday morning. Chris, in about about, uh, about 30 seconds here, uh, what what did you take on the soccer matches today? Uh, Denmark currently leading Wales 1-0 and in Italy, a big favorite against Austria. Well, you know, Italy's always going to get a lot of money. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Let me just give a quick check here and see. We got, uh, oh, man, where are we at? You know, Pretty uh, not much action yet on the next game. We did a little action on uh, on Wales this morning, so we're we're definitely Denmark fans right now. We'll see what happens in the later game. Chris, thank you for being with us this morning. Okay, see you later. Coming up next, we look at the Stanley Cup final. That's next here on Visit. This summer, it's time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VEASAN gear. We've got hats, shirts, mugs with the VEASAN logo or fun sports betting sayings like cash and tickets is what it's all about. And it's not under till it's over. Visit the VEASAN store today at VEASAN.com store and find the perfect item for yourself as it, or finding a gift for someone else. It's always nice to do something nice for someone else. At the VEASAN store, VEASAN store, or VEASAN.com slash store, I should say. VEASAN.com slash store to get your great Visa memorabilia today. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas, live in Denver, here on the pregame show on VEASAN. James, the Stanley Cup final is set, and as we all expected, the team that won 42% of their games in the regular season is in the Cup final uh, the Montreal Canadiens obviously got there with a win on Thursday night against VGK. Last night, not a lot of not a lot of scoring, but high drama last night in Tampa. Yanni Gord's shorthanded goal in the second period, the only tally in the game last night as the Lightning knock out the Islanders for the second consecutive year in the semifinal round. A one nothing win for Tampa. Andre Vasilevsky now, James, four consecutive. Closeout wins with shutouts. That's the most ever consecutive in the Stanley Cup playoff over multiple years now for Vasilevsky. Look, uh, we've seen a lot of Canadian action so far here, James. Down to plus 200 at BetMGM was as high as plus 240 to win that series. Tampa at minus 250. Are you giving the Canadians a chance here, James? 
why not? I mean, at this point, thinking about where they've been, they were left for dead after that first series being down 3-1 to one against the Maple Leafs. And since then, what a turnaround for this team. And I think really it starts in goal with Carey Price. How, how sensational has Carey Price been throughout oh, the playoffs? At, right, and, and against the, the Vegas Golden Knights, not only for Price, and they know they have him on the back end, but thinking about how defensively the Canadians were at, were able to absolutely shut down those forwards, those multiple lines across that Vegas Golden, Vegas Golden Knights offense. And they, I think they, what, they tallied four goals in those six games. That's it. Did the forwards, did the front lines for the Vegas Golden Knights. So not only the credit to carry, to to price back there, but also defensively, how they were really being able, didn't give up second shots, didn't let them rush to the net, just great. I think that's, how does that team now, the Canadians going forward, matching up with, we we know full well, the Lightning and how potent they are offensively. I think we'll have to keep an eye on Kucherov. Now, Kucherov did play last night. He played about 16 minutes, so he did suit up, uh, but he's clearly not going to be 100%, and how physical do the Canadians get with Kucherov as the series goes on? I think that's going to be something to watch as the series progresses here. But between those goaltenders, you talk about Vasilevsky and how sensational he's been. And he's been the last two years and another shutout four in a row, like you said, to close out series. And then Price on the other side, this total sitting at five. Are we going to see any, are we going to see any goals in this series? So, so, so James, our friends at Circa have a four and a half on this. I don't think I've ever seen a four and a half in a hockey game. Granted, the juice is minus 165 on the over four and a half, but still, it's a four and a half, which is pretty wild to me. Look, uh, Montreal, James, has not lost the game in this postseason where they've scored two goals. (laughs) <laughs> just think about that. That just shows how good Carey Price and the defense has been for Montreal in this postseason. Look, James, you're getting, you're seeing in game one at least, even money fives to the under. I'm more than willing to take an under five. And look, you get a 3-2 game, all right, so I push, so be it. Whatever, that's that's fine. I think that's the right side. And for at least game one bets, I really like the first period under one and a half, as long as that juice doesn't get too out of control. I saw minus 145 is the predominant number. I think that's fine there for at least game one bets, James. Yeah, I'm with the I'm with you there too, Jeff. I think that's probably the way for game one that I'll look to play it is playing the under. My first period, like you said, but as sitting there, I see a number of five. I don't see any four and a halfs right now. Are we talking baseball and Degrom's pitching? I know I actually is pitching today, but anytime <laughs> we're seeing four and a halfs, I feel like we're talking about Degrom up on the hill, not a, a, a hockey game. And it's interesting how these how and you know, we how many times did we see during the regular season games at six and a half? Even saw some sevens as far as totals now. But yeah, two. Obviously, you're getting now you're in the championship, you're in the Stanley Cup finals, two tremendous goalies going at it, as well as we saw the defense from the Lightning when they come ready to play. I think that's what we saw in the 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 Islanders series is there was times and, and Coach Cooper called them out on it where they didn't show up for for 60 minutes. They would play 40 minutes. I think the second period was kind of their nemesis in a couple of those games against the Islanders where they just couldn't come out of the locker room after intermission with the same intensity they brought in the first period that carried over to the second, but 
I'm blocking shots, sacrificing their body, and yes, to move on to the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know if I'll get involved with Game One or and or the series before it starts. I think what I want to see is let's play, have a game play out, see how the series plays out as far as the adjusted series prices, and then what do we see as far as the. I think the other piece here too is going to be the special teams. Now the special teams were incredibly special for the Canadians in that series against the Vegas Golden Knights. O of 17 were the Knights on the power play, and we know how how potent that attack is for the Lightning, best in hockey when it comes to being on the power play themselves. So I think that's going to be something to go to watch going forward is how do these two power play units match up? Well, it's uh, it's 50 straight minutes that Montreal has killed off on the power play, or excuse me, on the penalty kill, I should say. So they've been incredible so far. Uh, James, uh, just quickly here, series exactas, lightning the sweep six to one, lightning in five plus 350, that's the short shots, six and seven for Tampa winning both four to one. Montreal to sweep, not happening at 18 to one. Montreal in five, 11 to one, Montreal in six, seven to one, Montreal plus 650, in seven. James, I said it last night with my guy Tim Murray on the nightcap. I am on Tampa to sweep. I know that is, uh, I, I know with the way this has gone, I know how good Carey Price has been, but at some point, for a team that won 42% of their games in the regular season, this ride has to just come to a crashing halt at some point, James. And I see, I see some plus six hundred. So depending on where you're going to yep. shop here, I, I do see a six dollars here. So great price, but I just don't know if I'm going to trust Tampa to bring that same level of intensity game to game to game. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and I think and I think here, uh, I think this is going to be a series that can go. Does it go seven? I'm not ready to go that far yet, but definitely I th- I can see why would I want to go against Montreal right now? Just the way that they've gone, not to win the series, but how how confident. That that team is how how driven that team is too and I think the, the best motivator in sports for competitors is when folks tell you you can't do something well we've been seeing Montreal prove them wrong all the way through the Stanley Cup finals should be an interesting finals coming up here in a couple days when we get back here on the pregame show we'll look at some props for game four Phoenix LA in the Western Conference props next here on the pregame show on VSIN. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. With the current meet ending today at Churchill Downs, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod offers a preview from Louisville. Hall of Famer Steve Asmussen will discuss his plans for the summer, plus his pursuit of the North American record for most wins by a trainer. Churchill Downs TV analyst Scott Shapiro will look at the Stephen Foster stakes and other races on the card. DraftKings Sportsbook's Johnny Avello will handicap races around the country. That's on the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. Available wherever you da- wherever you download your podcast every Friday morning at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever, again, wherever you get your podcast is brought to you by First Bet. It is the pregame show. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas, with us as always from Colorado. James, uh, we're going to look at some NBA props here. We'll uh, you have some baseball plays you kind of like this, uh, this afternoon and this evening, so we'll look at those here in this segment here before we uh, shift it over to betting across America, which is just more of us for another two hours uh, beginning at the 1 o'clock Eastern hour. James, uh, let's start with the Clippers and the Suns, though. Game four in L.A. Props, the name of the game here. James, I'm just eyeballing it yet again. As always, I think the DeAndre Ayton point prop still too low at 16 and a half with the way he has played this this postseason. It finally moved up to the 16 and a half over the last few games, 15 and a half as well as went over in game three. But James, over 16 and a half points on Ayton, which I have a feeling I'm going to be with about 90% of the public on that one uh, to bet his point total over the 16 and a half. These numbers, of course, brought to you by BetMGM, James. 
I have played him the first three games. I'm probably not going to get involved. I feel like, all right, maybe I'll just take the money and run. But I think that was <laughs> going to be the that was going to be the different matchup from the versus the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert, where he's clearly not he, he's he's a defender and he, nothing plays through the post. And not so much that Phoenix is playing through the post, but I think for Aiton, he can he actually runs the floor pretty well for a big fella and knows his spots on the floor where he shoots the ball. He has a good touch, can shoot and get up over anybody as far as his length is concerned, but he plays to his strengths, and I think that's the key there. He knows what his role is, and I think Chris Paul has done a really good, masterful job, not only with Aiton, but but this whole team identifying what your strengths are, and I'll put you in positions to be successful. Now, looking down the list as far as some of the other props to get involved with it, I think that's probably the, the angle I'm going to play in this game. I don't think I'm going to play the side... Don't know if I'll get involved with the total. I like the total. I like it to go under. But if I'm going to be playing player props and looking for totals to go over with when it comes to points, I don't know if I want to contradict myself and root for players to score, but then I don't want to have any points collectively in the game. So I think here, looking at a couple ways, I was looking at Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul sitting at 17 and a half, a uh, couple places that I see it, juiced a little bit to $1.20 for his point total. I think Chris Paul gets there tonight. I think Chris Paul clearly knows Devin Booker is not yeah, – He's not feeling well. He's got the big. He's got the mask on his face. It's uncomfortable. His peripheral vision's not doesn't play out as well when you're wearing those masks. He's not. You know, he's got a busted up face and a busted nose. Eh, difficult to breathe. I think Chris Paul knows this is the game that he has to not only facilitate the offense, which he does, but to score the basketball. And I think that we saw plenty of opportunities for him to shoot the basketball where he lives around that foul line, and he just didn't make it. But he had. He created shots for himself, open looks for himself. I think he's going to take that shoulder. He's going to shoulder the scoring load today. Not only he'll get his teammates involved too, but at 17 and a half points, that's one of the props I'm looking at to play Chris Paul over that 17 and a half. The, uh, the, the Clippers side of props here, James, uh, the juice is high on Paul George to go over two and a half, three pointers, but I, I feel pretty good about that one. So I would consider that even though the juice is around minus 160 at most spots. Uh, the the other one that was really fun, and at least in the last game, and now you can't get that number. I mean, Zubak was plus four hundred to get a double double in Game Three, and he got it in the second quarter, which uh, was kind of again kind of surprised that number was that high. But Zubak has been much better in this series than he has been at any point in this postseason, James. I don't know about that eleven and a half point point total, but the nine and a half rebounds. On Zubak, I kind of like over just because, again, even though there's limited possessions in these these games, James, he's going to be playing enough minutes to get probably seven, eight defensive rebounds, and you only need to get one or two on the offensive side of the ball, which he's been able to do multiple times in this postseason. I agree. And it's the matchups, Jeff. You think about the last series against the Jazz. Jazz run a lot of five-out basketball and and pull you pull the bigs out, and in particular Zubox, to pull him out into those ball screens, and he's not going to be able to get out there and close out. So we didn't see. We saw a lot more small lineups, in particular with Batum playing the five with the Clippers against the Jazz series. Now with DeAndre Ayton out there, I think that's kind of a wash when it comes to the two bigs to, to muscle up with each other inside. We don't see a lot of DeAndre Ayton pulled far away from the back when it comes to the sets that the Suns will run. So I agree with you there. There'll be more opportunities because he will be living more so in the paint than what we saw in the last series against the Jazz. I, I'm also looking at a couple other ways. I'm looking, uh, we talked about talked about Chris Paul and his scoring ability. I think that's going to be there because his teammate is banged up in Booker. I think the other side for the Clipper props, 
is looking at Paul George. Now, Paul George, his number, you, you talked about his three-point, and it's two-and-a-half, and it's juiced high. I get that. I, I agree because I think we're starting to see, and we're going to continue to see more and more shots from Paul George coming further away from the basket. Not only because he's got to work to get to the basket to, to score the ball, and he loves to take tough shots with guys in his face from three, but I think the other piece, too, is consider not only where they stand in this series now in the Western Conference Finals, but look at the road that it took the Clippers to get there. Seven intense games against the Mavericks, another six tough games against the Jazz. This is a lot of high-intensity minutes that Paul George has been playing out there on the court. He's averaging 41 minutes per game in these playoff games since game one of that first series against the Mavs. That's a lot of effort and energy to expend out there on the court because he does it on both ends of the floor and couple that with the fact that no Kawhi Leonard as far as being able to take some of the take of, in a sense take some possessions off offensively. He doesn't have that luxury to do that now. It all has to facilitate through him. I just think fatigue is going to start to set in on Paul George and we'll see it with his shot selection getting further away from the basket. So I agree with the, the three points made at two and a half but his point total sitting at 20 nine and a half it is juiced to the under it's sitting at a dollar and a quarter where i'm looking juiced to the under at 29 and a half i think i'm going to get involved there and bet george to go basically not to score 30 points tonight because i think it's i think a fatigue has to set in somewhere and it's going to continue throughout this series i think it hits tonight in game four i i, I agree with you there i i think i i think that will be the way i also go there james so we're we have all sorts of action on this game not the traditional sense but again if all these props go with these props, it's a it's a fun way to bet all these games for sure. All right, James, Major League Baseball, it's a full card today. And you are steering towards my old neck of the woods with both games involving New York teams. We'll start with the game in Flushing, the Mets and the Phillies. Well, the ground guy's pitching today. He's pretty good at this uh, at this baseball thing, James. And you see the Mets, as always with DeGrom, a huge favorite. Minus 260 today. Zach Eflin going for Philly. A total at six and a half. What direction are you looking at here, James? I'm staying away from the game. I'm going to get involved in player props okay. with the pitcher in particular with DeGrom. And I'm going to go against conventional wisdom here. We know what an ace he is. And to me, he's the best player in baseball. For not, just from, not just on the mound, but in baseball. I think he's the best baseball player in major leagues. So looking here, though, his, his strikeout total was 9.5. It was juiced to the over. I'm going to be playing him under 9.5 mm. strikeouts, plus 105, just from this standpoint. Not that he's clearly not capable of just mowing folks down, but how deep is he going to go into these games? Now, you know, a couple weeks back in that Chicago game, he got pulled out in the third inning, some shoulder issues. He had, he missed a couple starts back in May. I think here, the, the bounce back game after that Chicago game was against Atlanta on Monday, only threw 70 pitches, pitched five innings, had six strikeouts, but they're not going to have him go deep into these games, right? We're ta- it's We're midway through the season. We're still in June. It's a long grind of a major league baseball season to go for the Mets who are in first place in the NL East. And I think here, what, 
as far as the staff is concerned, the, the coaching staff, I think they're just looking to, they're not going to try to stretch him fully. He only pitched 70, he only had 70 pitches. He hasn't been anywhere close to 100 pitches since back in April. So I just don't know if he's going to have his opportunities there because I just don't see him going super deep into this game. Does he go five innings? I think that might be the, the limit here, more so pitches. So I'm just going to go against the conventional wisdom, nine and a half strikeouts. Not that he's not fully capable of getting there, but will he have the opportunity based on the amount of innings that they're going to allow him to pitch? I don't think so. I'll go under plus 105. James, the only the only concern that I would have with that is we saw yesterday Aaron Nola struck out 10 consecutive Mets to begin the game, uh, and the Phillies are a strikeout-laden uh, lineup as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, so, so James Salinas on under nine and a half strikeouts for the uh, more than likely Cy Young and possible MVP in the NL, Jacob DeGrom. Again, Mets and Phillies, 4 o'clock Eastern start at City Field for that one. The, uh, the A night game at Fenway, Yankees-Red Sox. Red Sox took the first game of this series last night. It is Evaldi and Montgomery today in a pitching matchup. Uh, Nathan Evaldi coming off a rough start in Kansas City. His last time out, Montgomery pitched pretty well his last outing. Yankees plus 115 consensus. Red Sox minus 125. Total of 10 here with a minute to go, James. I took the Sox laying a dollar twenty. I'm going to go with the home team here to make it five straight over the Yankees. Basically, it's the pitching matchup. Ivaldi keeping the ball in the yard. Only three home runs given up this season in 15 starts. Just one at home in 10 starts at Fenway. And the Yankees feast. They need to hit the long ball because they can't string the hits together to put runs up on the board. And Montgomery, yeah, did pitch well last time out, but his road ERA is sitting at 5.71. Different pitcher at home, interesting enough, in Yankee Stadium as opposed to on the road here. And the bullpen's a bit banged up. Darren O'Day is still out. And then Zach Britton went out last night with a hamstring injury for the Yankees. So a little short. And the bullpen coming out here. I think it's a bullpen game. I think they get to Montgomery. I'll lay the dollar twenty with the Sox. Right now, Red Sox minus 125 on the money line against the Yankees in the biggest rivalry in the AL East. Do you love live in-game action? Then download the free Odds Trader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need with Odds Trader. This has been the pregame show. More James and I next on Betting Across America. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline 